Hold on. It's about to get real. real. Jenny Matthews is keeping it real about life, motherhood, pop culture, and everything in between. Get ready to hear all about it. Life's ups and downs, mama drama, cool new finds, hot topics, pop culture, and more. Let's go. This is real. Real is real. Real life. Hosted by Jenny Matthews. Let's just see what happens. That's how we roll on the podcast. (laughs) What's up? This episode is brought to you by Monarch Plastic Surgery, by the way. Tell them Jenny sent you. I'll uh, I'll talk more about Monarch here in just a little bit. I'm a big fan of Monarch Plastic Surgery. They gave me my boobs, girl. <laughs> Could they give me mine next? Do anything you need. I mean, I need. have plenty, but I, I, they need, you know, you a little need, lift. You need a lift, a tuck, a whatever. <laughs> They've got you covered. They're amazing. I have my friend Natalie here, and you may recognize her voice if you're in the Kansas City area listening, and she is on KC 102.1. I am. And, uh, the afternoon yeah. diva. Goddess, Aww. as we say. Yes. How long have you been in radio, P.S.? Oh my goodness. I started at 16, so I guess like 25 years. That's a long time. Yeah. yeah, I'm like 22, I think. Yeah. So yeah. So it's been a, it's been a long it's the only thing I've ever really done. Yeah, same. O- outside of, you know, don't you kind of nervous fast food? If this doesn't pan out, aren't you kind of like, well, oh, no, I'm totally screwed. <laughs> screwed. No, totally get you. Um, I wanted to have Natalie on, not only because I think she's super cool and entertaining and sweet and kind and all those things, but, you know, part of what I'm doing with this podcast is keeping it real about, well, life, motherhood, right. pop culture, and everything in between. But I've shared a lot of my personal stories, and I love having my friends on to share because we've all been through something. Right. And, um, well, and you're totally my sounding board at work. So yeah, insane. I, I've kind of listened to your podcast over the, the weeks and been like, I feel like this is me just in the studio with her talking, talking. about life. Yes. No, I mean, that's truly just keep it, keep it real. Right. Um, and we talked a while back about having you on because one thing that you have struggled with your entire life is your weight. Right. And I just wanted you to, I know that's such an incredibly relatable thing. <laughs> right. Like seriously, I think. I don't even know the percentages, but I mean, it's a high percentage I mean, of people that can Even relate. the people that don't have weight problems think they probably have weight problems. Yeah. I mean. Well, it's, well we, we talked about this, you know, I, and I've shared before how um, I had a medical dilemma, uh, nightmare. Right. Nightmare <laughs> really is the only say. way to call it. It's a nightmare. Um, a few years ago and on my already small frame, I dropped about 20 pounds and oh, I was and everyone was freaking out, freaking too. out. And I mean, it was, but I knew, I mean, it's not like I was unaware, right. um, but you know, people would make comments to me and I, and it hurt. And right. I know, and I guess it just gave me perspective that I know that that's on all, wh- wherever you are on the weight spectrum, um, too heavy, it's too thin. There, right. It's there. And we just shouldn't be commenting right. on anybody's weight, period. Well, and it's interesting through the journey that I've been through since, I mean, literally at 10 years old is when I realized I had a weight problem. My grandmother actually was the first one to make me realize that I, I was fat and I, it wasn't okay, you know, in quotation marks. And how, how heavy do you think you were? How much, oh, how much overweight well, do you think and you I, were? I actually old? went to a specialist young because of the fact that I started to develop the, the boobages. Boobs. Very early. <laughs> we speak candidly yes. on the podcast. I have to remember I'm not on um, I know you're my not radio, radio station. Right no. You can even curse a little bit if you right. want to. Oh, that would do. Freedom. We'll throw one out there. But no, so I, my mother noticed that I was developing my chest area really quick and was, I mean, I, we're talking like second grade and took me to go get measured and I had a B cup. And she knew that I was definitely forming women curves Sooner than I should have. Yeah. So she took me to a doctor and and it turns out that I had something called precocious puberty. 
And they also, at the same time, the doctor was an endocrinologist and pretty much, thank God for this doctor, told my mother at this young age that, you know, your daughter is going to be a big woman her whole life. He explained to her that my metabolism pretty much thought that at any given time, I was going to be stranded on a deserted island. So everything that went in my body got stored. Wow. And he thankfully told my mother, you know, the best thing you can do is get her to eat as healthy as you can, but get her to accept who she is. And do you feel, backing up to that point, do you feel like your parents did? 100%. So they weren't shoving junk food down your throat. Oh, no, 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 no. We sat down, we sat down at a family dinner. You know, I mean, it was... I was a good eater, but I, my mom was even, my mom even talks about now that she's like, I don't, my brother is being pole thin. And she's, I say, I see your brother eat 10 times the amount you did, but I just stored everything. So yeah. everything just got stored. And so probably by about the time I was, I mean, I knew I was overweight, but I wasn't weighing myself when mm-hmm. I was like 10, 11, 12, 13. Um, but I, I remember my grandmother always used to tell me that I'd be pretty if I lost weight. And it, she did What did that do to you though? Oh my God. It's. And she's just an old Southern woman, and it's just, I know she didn't mean anything by no, and it. people say that. You hear right, that. Or the other one lot. that really drives me crazy is that I get, you have such a pretty face. And I'm like, when you say that to someone, you're saying, but the rest of you is just a mess. It's awful, right? Yeah. And so it's people say things and they don't even realize it. But I mean, it really got into a point where by the time I hit high school, I was probably easily like in a size 18, wow. um, well over 200 pounds. Um, but then I was also, even at like two or 220, I'm really tall. So I, I still have a waist. I was curvaceous. I still kind of didn't have a problem. But once I had my son and then got really involved in my career, and I'm also a manager of the station. So I spend a lot of time in my career and I just stopped eating right. Mm-hmm. And that's when it took me to a journey of over 300 pounds and that's what I've been dealing with on and off for the last five years. Did you diet a lot throughout? My whole life, I've tried everything. Everything. Weight Watchers. Um, I mean, any diet that came out, I did it. I did. The only time I really successfully lost a good amount of weight was when my weight loss was tied to an endorsement with the radio station. Mm-hmm. If I had, I got a lot of chances to lose weight with and, clients. And you did? I watched you I, lose yes. like 80? Um, when I moved here, I guess it would be almost a little over three years ago. Mm-hmm. In the course of eight months, I lost 90 pounds. Yeah, I knew it was a lot. And it was a great system. And I, and But then without fail, what's happened to me every single time is the minute I fall off, if I'm not completely strict, the minute I fall off at all. You're off. I'm off and it comes back gangbusters. So you're all or nothing mentality I'm, for sure. My mom calls me black and white. She mm-hmm. says, you don't I see any that. gray in your life. Yeah. <laughs> I get that though. I mean, I'm that way about a lot of things in life. It's just, I'm all or nothing. Right. Did you feel like there was anything left to try? I mean, diet wise or just exercise wise? Or, or did you feel... No. Really that you were at a point of... Well, and it it was when I lost the 90 pounds when you first met me. And I remember one of the first conversations, because I'll tell you a little secret about Jenny. I had listened to Jenny long before I came to this market on the radio station on Mix. And like, I had this picture of who she was. And like, I was like, we're totally friends. (laughs) (laughs) I love you. So like the first time I ever met Jenny, I came in and introduced myself. I'm like, I'm kind of fangirling right now because... (laughs) I think you're fantastic. Aww. But I remember it meant a lot to me. You were so one of the people that was so supportive. And I mentioned all the time how great you looked. And, and it feels great like when you do feel like you have a control of it. But then it's the other shoe drops. And when you start to put the weight on, what was in my head is I was, I mean, I was just torturing myself. Mm-hmm. And every, and it's hard to explain to somebody that hasn't had the issue that I had that it's, 
I've, I've lived my entire life hungry. And I don't know how to tell somebody that. Yeah, so you, we were talking about this recently. So you said that like you would eat lunch with a group of girls um, and, and, and say, I'm so full, oh, I my, can't and eat I another mean, thing. Me leaving food on a plate, was mm-hmm. it's just I've just never done it, mm-hmm. ever. It's just not something I did. But you said you were like stuffed to the gills, yes. I can't fit anything else in. You'd get yes. back to your desk maybe 20 minutes later. Yeah. And, and then I'd be like, I want I want something to eat. I, I need to snack. I need something. Like, was it like an, I mean, oral fixation? Is that the right word? But do you think it was like <laughs> well, you I was like, a smoker too. So maybe that's something that we... You know, I don't know. So, but was but, it something like you felt like you no, had but to... No, I'm saying real hunger pains. You were I'm not saying... Hungry. Yeah, I'm not saying... I, it still could have 100% been mental and probably was. Yeah. But I mean, you can go into the deep philosophy of it because I've done the therapy. I've done all of it that, you know, there's something empty inside of me that I was trying to fill. And um, there's another thing that I think is probably true to me that my fat almost become a protection for me when it comes to men. I have heard that. Yes. A especially lot. with when it comes to men mm-hmm. that I, I've, I've had some, that's a whole nother podcast yeah. about my screwed up love life. Yeah. But I, oh, I, I had that too. Right. You know what? We'll get that's so another podcast. <laughs> We'll do that. But uh, that, that I think that it was almost like a protection thing that if, yeah. I, if I made myself so undesirable that it would keep them away. So, but yeah, so I finally, this last time it was really devastating to put the weight back on. It was nice that I, it took a longer time to put it back yeah. on. Every other time I put all of it back on plus some. This time over the course of about two years, I slowly put on about 65 pounds. So I was still down, but it was the holidays, this past holiday season, so almost a year ago that um, I was also diagnosed at the same time with um, an issue that means I'm going to get cardiovascular disease. And I watched my father almost die several times with heart issues. And the doctor at the time said, it doesn't matter what size you are, but you're, it's going to help your heart if you're, you're going to have cardiovascular issues no matter what. Mm-hmm. But you're giving yourself a way bigger fighting chance if you can get some of this weight back off. And I was just kind of just, I mean, just devastated, and I'm well, a single mom. I was, I was just going to go there. So right. you're single mom, and tell yes. about and your the son. Dad's not involved at all, so it's me. How like, old is Elliot? He's 13. He's 13. So I'm like, I'm staring down, yeah, dying, yeah, and um, and they, you know, the great testament that radio works for anyone that needs to do advertising. Yeah, I heard a, a radio spot on on my station talking about bariatric surgery, and. Changed my life. <laughs> so that's what I want to get into. So you right. decided, and you truly were a candidate. I mean, someone that has struggled Well, and it's with so weight. cute. I had somebody say, I've had some people say, oh, you're not big enough to get that surgery. And I'm like, you're I so actually cute. thought that. Oh my God. No, I'm serious. I, I'm going to put a picture of you up on my Instagram, you know, to, to when I promote this Wait, podcast. Wait, fat one or a skinny one? Because I, I have plenty. I think, I'm serious. Before, I, after, before, after, or before, after. Here's what's crazy. So, well, I'm fast forwarding a little bit, but you've already, you've had the bariatric surgery. We're going to get into all the details of that and you have lost already like 30 pounds ish Um, 35 as of friday a lot after three weeks i can see it mostly in your face is where i see it that's what i've been told like i i mean i'm not and i try i'm trying to remind myself i'm not doing this for weight no i know that's the other thing is i'm only i'm only weighing twice a week yeah because i don't want to be that person that gets on the scale every morning because if you had weight issues and you do that and you're up a pound the amount of stuff that goes through your head yeah. when you're like, oh my God, I dieted so hard and I gained weight. I don't want that. So I, I'm, I'm a person, old. I like my clothes to fit a certain way. Yes. I like to like That's what I see when I look noticed. in the mirror. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm already, my clothes are fitting. You know. Okay, hold on. We're okay. getting way, we're jumping way ahead. Okay. Okay, so <laughs> go back, go back, go back. Okay, so first for, if anyone is listening to this and thinking like that maybe they 
um, I don't know, either know someone or could be a well, candidate for bariatric surgery. Like, what did you have to be, what were the requirements in well, order for so you to do this? the very first thing I thought was, okay, can I get this covered by insurance? Mm-hmm. And I, I went and, that's the very first thing I, I, I determined. And I went and investigated. And of course, my insurance covered absolutely zero. Really? Yes. So they would rather. But even though this could cause heart issues for you and everything else. I have been diagnosed genetically with a genetic disorder that says I'm going to have major cardiac issues. Yeah. And they'd rather pay for that than preventative. That kind of blows my mind. Right. And I pay, I mean, my insurance isn't cheap. It's not, you know. So, I mean, it is. So then I kind of thought, I I just don't know if I can do it. And then um, you have my wonderful parents write Mm -hmm. in again who have been my rocks my whole life and have told me you're beautiful just the way you are and you're great. But you know, they said, if you feel like, but they knew, but you know, they said, if, if you feel like this is the, your last stop to to fix it, then do the research and then we'll talk as a family and see if we can work out a way to, to pay for it without insurance. Mm -hmm. So then I just went on the course of, you know, the Google monster like, I know you're a web MDer. Um, I am a certified doctor. You, yes, I forgot. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, <laughs> supposed, to call Matthews, you, hello. I'm supposed to call you Dr. Matthews. Anytime <laughs> no. I have any ailment, I'm like, uh, Jenny, I have a pimple that's like <laughs> a little more red than it should be. And here's the thing. When you when you web MD, you go straight from it's a pimple to I'm oh, dying. it's cancer and yeah, you're dying. I'm dying. Yeah, we yeah, go I have six months. 100%, no more. 100%. Oh, you did. So, of course, yeah. but I would have done the same thing. So, of course, you're going to Google. And I know there are different things. Like, there's the sleeve. There is. Well, the, that's what I, I yeah. first thing I put in is I found out. I didn't even know it was called bariatric surgery. So I found out it's called bariatric surgery. I guess I knew that, but I thought that, that was the whole like the big one. No, no, no. Bariatric is what they call. It's pretty it's, much weight loss surgery. Okay. So any weight loss surgery that you have. Okay. Is bariatric surgery. Okay. And then I, I'd heard about lap band. I'd heard about gastric bypass, and I'd heard about the gastric sleeve surgery. Mm-hmm. So I went and started to do the research. And my first thing was if there was anybody good in our area. Mm-hmm. So um, once I did the research on that, I I kind of got it down to three different facilities in the area that I was interested in at least pursuing. And then the next thing you do is pretty much they offer free seminars. So you go to a seminar and I figured, and even that process. And you have nothing to lose. I mean, it's right. free. And even at that process, I was like, maybe it was like three months after. Mm-hmm. Um, I just was like, I'll just go to the seminar. And I mean, it's free. You just go. And sitting in that seminar was literally mind blowing. It was the first one I went to who is ultimately who I went with for my surgery, but the surgeon was, the surgeons were there to talk about the, the whole process, but also talk about being overweight in general. Mm -hmm. And even as somebody who had been overweight my entire life, they said things to me that blew my mind. Like the fact that once you have been what they would consider morbidly obese, which I mean, you say, I don't look at, but technically I would be called on the BMI spectrum, morbidly obese. Okay. Um, once you go through and you are morbidly obese and you lose a very large amount of weight and then gain it back, your body actually sets a set weight at that gained back spot, which makes it almost a 0% chance that you'll ever lose weight and keep it off again. Interesting. Yes. So you really were at- And I know uh, where my, my set point is. Like I know every time I've ever lost weight, I've- lost it and I get right back to this one particular weight mm-hmm. and it's where your body thinks you're supposed to be. Okay. But, but you know that you don't want to be there uh, and well, health wise no. cannot be there. No, right. Right, right, right. And I've been, and I've even been told, Oh, you're pretty healthy for a big person, mm-hmm. but now I'm over 40 mm-hmm. and it's like, those things are going to start changing. Yeah. Cholesterol is going to go up. I became pre-diabetic. I came, you know, yeah. so, 
But so I went to the, so went to the, the other thing that he talked about too is, and it's a really big thing that I think a lot of people don't realize is that fat or fat shaming or even weight loss surgery or anything that it comes to weight is like one of the still the biggest accepted prejudices that there is in the country. Yeah, I can believe that. You look at somebody that's overweight. I even do it, and I am overweight. You look at somebody, and you're like, oh, they must be lazy. Yeah. Or what are, what are they eating yeah. at night to make them like that? Or let's go to the other way, girl. When I had lost all that weight, Why and I didn't she want to. Eating She's anorexic. Right? No, I'm serious. You're fat, fat shaming, skinny shaming, body shaming. Yes. It's got to stop. Right. It's got well, and to that's stop. what they talked about in the seminar is, it's a, is that <laughs> it's why the insurances don't cover and why there are a lot of people that get, there's probably a lot of people that you know that lost a large amount of weight that have had bariatric surgery and didn't tell you because mm-hmm. of the shame that, oh, you're cheating. You shouldn't, you're taking the easy way out. Gosh, I don't look at this as the easy way at all. You, right. I've watched You've you go watched through this try. entire process. This is not the easy way. I <laughs> right. don't think at all. I, I, think, I don't either. <laughs> first of all, I mean, and you can tell me if I'm wrong. I think this was a huge decision. It was scary. Well, and that's, well, and what he talked about is that, you know, what it comes down to, a great example that he gave was that um, if you had a child or a sibling or something that had a genetic hip disorder and they had struggled their entire life to deal with that disorder and limped around and were in pain. And then suddenly there came a surgery that had a 95% success rate mm-hmm. to relieve them of pain can, and improve their condition, make them live longer. Would you tell them to get the surgery? I mean, of course you would. 100%. Right. This, this is the same it's thing. It's the same thing. It's a, I it's see a it that way. It's hereditary, yes. genetic, you know, so it, yeah. And just seeing the whole group of people that were sitting in there and they suggested a support group online to look into and I did that and and then I just said, you know, I think this is this is it. And something inside me just told me it was it was needed to happen. Your gut feelings and just that in you're just your yeah. your mind and the way you feel about something, you know when it's right. Because I feel like there are people that go to that seminar and think, mm, I'm just not ready for this. Right. Well, I and they have said to most that. people even go about a year before and it, it start to finish it actually ended up being about a year, mm-hmm. nine months from my first thinking about it to when I actually got the surgery or eight months. So, um, but yeah, it was real clear to me. And, and I'm not going to say that once I went ahead and scheduled the appointment to meet with the surgeon and did all that, that I didn't, I mean, I remember coming into you a few times and being like, I'm going to change my mind. Oh, for sure. I, I can't do this. I've overread on, on, on online and I've heard all these complications that can happen. And I, cause it's, it's a permanent thing. Yeah. And it's putting your life at risk to go under the, the knife. And, yeah. but I mean, now I'm three weeks out and I'm still very early in this process, but I know with every fiber of my being, I've done the right thing. Oh, so let's talk about surgery right. day. Right. So you, well, no, you, you, we have to talk about the oh, better actually, part, the seven days I, before. That, I know. What am I even thinking? Hold on. Before we get to that, can I pause for one second to do a commercial break? Yes. <laughs> yes. This episode of uh, Real Life with Jenny Matthews is brought to you by Monarch Plastic Surgery. And well, actually, I, I'm glad you're here because we can, we do real talk with each other. Oh, so yeah. I'd like to get your input on this too. I just started, they have, they offer a chair, the Msella chair. Have we discussed this okay, yet, you I've, and I? I've heard it in the hallway, and I just went, <laughs> okay, that's something I have to talk about later with her. Girl, we're talking about it now. So I found out about this because, um, well, you know, you've given birth. Yes. And uh, you know things are just not the same downstairs after you do that. What? No, mine's exactly the same. Exactly. No. <laughs> that's it, because I'm perfect. 
No, uh, we both know, and all women who right. it's not. Mm-mm. And so I don't know about you, but like I was up two and three times a night going to the bathroom because yes. my bladder is just. Oh, and if I laugh too hard, oh, it's laugh, done. done. Over. Pe- like have Calf, you, you coughing? Legit. Mm-mm. Have like coughs, yep. sneezed, mm-hmm. peed your pants. Like it's. Yep. You, oh yeah, that's the story of my life. So no, so that is uh, definitely something that I have struggled with. And um, I know many women do. Natalie, I encourage you to go to Monarch Plastic Surgery because they offer Emcella, which is basically this chair. you fully clothed. You sit right. on this chair for 28-minute sessions, and it feels like a little firecracker on your vagina. Okay, well, I might want to just go for that. I was telling my mom about it. She goes, did you like it? I yeah. was like, well, I didn't hate it. Okay, I haven't had a date in a while, Jenny. So, you know, I mean. Get some firecrackers on your vagina. <laughs> Dying. But no, but it is. It's, it's no, but I like was reading my Kindle while I was, you know, sitting uh, yeah, on right. it. So, so you're it's not, like not painful. Yeah. No, I mean, it's just, no. And um, you do, I am doing six 28 minute sessions and I will tell you, I'm on, I'm halfway through right now and I am only up once, sometimes not at all during the night to go to wow. the bathroom. That is huge for me. I mean, it's because right. that is so disrupting to your sleep. Right. Oh um, yeah. So not, not, you know, a fan of that at all. But anyway, this Emcella is life-changing. And I didn't tell you the best part. While you're sitting, the reason it works, and they'll tell you, if you go to Monarch Plastic Surgery, they'll tell you all the science as to why this works. Right. But it's equivalent to 11,000 Kegels each time you oh sit on God. it. So oh. is your husband really, really <laughs> happy that you're doing this? He's really happy that I'm doing this. He's like, all of a sudden, like, why do you want us to be alone every night, Matthew? <laughs> Well, because it's so funny, too. My OB has been telling me that the only way to really fix this is by Kegels. She's right. like, you know, you just got to put it in the work. Yeah, well, no, like you were no. talking about the, quote, easy way out right. with the bariatric surgery. You're taking an easy way out. Maybe it is the easy way, but I'm down with You're it. good with so, it. Right. If you'd like 10% off Emcella at Monarch Plastic Surgery, just go uh, to their website, monarchps.com. You can learn all about it or just give them a call. Monarch Plastic Surgery. Tell them Jenny sent you. Big fan. Let's get back to you, Natalie. I want to know about... The seven days leading up to your well, bariatric I mean, surgery. Really quick, too. The, you go through the pro. Everyone's like, "What happens when you when you decide to do it?" So yeah. that's the other big question I get asked. Now it's two different courses. If if you get insurance coverage, you do have to go through a certain amount of hoops. Yeah, and you go to a lot more appointments than I did, where you have to go and meet with um, a nutritionist and a dietitian and a physical therapist and a um, and an actual therapist and the surgeon and all that. And you have multiple. Um, appointments and you have certain weight requirements you have to meet to get the surgery. Okay. Now, when you're a private pay person like I am, you still have those appointments, but you only have one and they just want to make sure they do lab work and they of make course. sure you're healthy enough and your head's in a good spot. And I, I've been very blessed that the, the place I went has been very thorough. Mm-hmm. And then you get your, your, your surgery date set. So but that, you just said something interesting there with your head being in the right space. That's right. a huge part of it because it is a physical procedure, yes. but you've got to be in the right mental space for this. Yes, 100. And, it's, and it's, you felt like I that mean, was pretty thorough. And They almost even talk about having fat girl brain. Mm-hmm. Like, And I, I still think it's going to be something, and that's why a lot of people talk openly about the fact they have to go back and get revisions because I know that part of my issue is, is emotional eating. It's been, it's been there to help me throughout the years. And it's one of the reasons I became overweight. I just happened to also have a really bad metabolism. Yeah. So I'm having to almost retrain my brain to, to get rid of the emotional triggers or deal with them in a different way. Yeah. So I went into my uh, appointment finally once I cleared everything. And on top of that, I was a smoker and had been for 25 years. And the doctor said he wanted me to be uh, two, at least two weeks smoke-free 
before the surgery because I would heal better. And, you know, he said, I really hope you stay smoke-free. Well, super proud of you. You quit cold turkey. Well, and that, when he said that, I said, okay, well, I'll do that. But then he announced that I was going to have to do an all-seven-day, all-liquid seven-day diet oh my before surgery. Wow. So I realized there's no way I could do cigarettes and then seven days later do all liquids. Right. So I left that appointment and five days later, yeah, I quit smoking cold turkey. Good for you. See, black and white. I'm very... No, not in the same way. Right. It's yeah. either I'm in or I'm out. Yeah. You know? So, um, so yeah, I, I quit smoking and I was far easier than I thought it would be. Yeah. Cold turkey because I was working toward... It, it wasn't an option. Right. If I wanted to do this... Yeah. And I thought to myself, if I can't do the smoking thing... How am I ever going to do... How am I going to yes. do the surgery and, you know... And I, well, and I chose, by the way, with my doctor's consultation because of my health issues and because I was a smoker, we went with the gastric sleeve. Okay. And a lot of people don't realize the difference. Kind of, just briefly. I mean, the, I'm so not a doctor, so I'll I tell know you you're, kind no, of No, this is how, real talk. Right. This is just real talk. So the sleeve is a little bit, the bypass is a little bit more aggressive mm -hmm. where they actually, um, they change the, they take out some of your intestines and reattach your intestines um, back to your stomach and you have a little pouch. The sleeve, they actually leave the entry and out exit of your sleeve, uh, of your stomach the same, so it's not it's not as aggressive. And this is what you have had? I've had the sleeve, okay. and it's still, it's taking 85% of the stomach out and okay. removing it. And that's the other thing with the sleeve, the stomach actually comes out. With bypass, the stomach stays in, the part that, they, that you're not using okay. still stays in. I don't know if that means it's reversible or they, not. They essentially, with you, made your stomach smaller. Yeah, they, they pretty much made, instead of having a stomach that is oval and mm -hmm. big, I just have like a little sleeve, a sleeve that where my esophagus and my intestines meet up. There's picture now just like a, a little sleeve. Little banana. Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> That's how I picture yes. it. Yeah, so I have a little banana okay, that is, um, I mean, as it heals, ultimately, I think they said it, it can hold up to like three ounces. Wow. So, um, but so that's what I, I decided to go with. Yep. But the first thing, Jenny Matthews and our other friend Dave O literally talked me off the edge. What was it? It was day two of you liquid were, diet. You were in a bad place with that. And I will say I, I can sympathize with the liquid diet because when I went through my intestinal surgeries right. a couple of years ago, I had, I was on a liquid diet for sometimes just long stretches right. at a time. And, and I, I feel you. Well, and I, I was stupid enough to, well, I also had my massive girls weekend the yeah. weekend before and it was great. And I'm glad I did it. Cause I went out with a bang, went lots out with of bang. tequila, <laughs> lots should, of dips and chips and you know. Yeah. But um, the one thing I really regret I didn't take care of was uh, I did not ramp down the caffeine. Mm -hmm. And if you are a person that drinks caffeine and then stops. Mm. Headache. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. But yeah, so it was day two. I literally was like, I can't do this. Yeah. It well, was, you got to think too. Lot, your body went through a lot in a, you quit smoking. Right. Uh, liquid diet. Right. And, you and know, and just no in caffeine. And just in the headspace of knowing I'm having surgery. Oh my gosh, and, that's a lot. So, so we did, we talked you down, and <laughs> I'm, but you, I knew you were going to be fine because you were just so motivated to do you, it. Just the look on your face when I walked in the studio. I, I love I love you too. I know. Well, I love you too because you know me so well. Yeah. But like I walked in and I was just coming to like work with you because we do commercials together. Yeah. And I, you took one look at my face and you were like, oh my God, You're what's wrong? You're not okay. <laughs> she was not okay, people. But I knew you were, it was weird because after you left the room, I was like, she's going to be fine. She just has to get through this right. little hump. And I do feel like the next day you came in and right. were like, I yes. think I can do this. Right. I'm well, okay. then I accidentally ingested caffeine the next mm -hmm. day, which thank God, because it, it at least alleviated the really bad headache I yes. had. And then it kind of let it, it was almost like a, okay. a breath that mm -hmm. I could do it. And it was completely by, I had a protein shake that had 
caffeine and I didn't realize it. But so, yeah. So then we fast forward to surgery and that so was. So you did the liquid diet for the seven days. Yep, made and it then, through. Lost 16 pounds. Wow. In seven days. Wow. Yeah. And then surgery day. Surgery day. So, I mean, it's, um, people are amazed that uh, it's 25 minutes. That's crazy. Yeah. 25 minutes you're under. I mean, I, I don't know exactly how long I, I was under. it would be hours. Right. No, it was 25 minutes. And you're only in the hospital one night. And um, and it, you did, it, it was laparoscopic. So you yes. just have the little, how many mm-hmm. do you have? Like six uh, little? One, two, three, four. Six. I yeah. mean, I've seen them. They're tiny. Six. Yeah, they're tiny. Because tiny of course, that's the first thing I did when I yes. got back. <laughs> no, you came to my house yeah. to come check on me, and I'm like, Jenny, look, and I'm lifting up my shirt. <laughs> look at my lapras. Listen, girl, I have showed all my body parts to everybody. <laughs> Anybody who wants to see, I'm like, here, look. Right, right. <laughs> I've got scars. My everywhere. son, my 13 year old, thought I was because um, I still had the staples in, and he mm-hmm. was oh, so creepy. Yeah, so <laughs> get over it. But um, yeah, so then you just kind of start. You almost have to teach your body how to eat. Right. So, and it's been fun. Everyone at work will will ask me, what day are you on? Like, wh- what are you allowed to eat? Well, yeah, because you had this binder and you really, yes. are, I, we really are the same in that all or nothing and just kind of OCD. And right. you know, you had your binder and you're like, I'm on day, whatever. And you're like, today I can have an egg. But I watched you just gradually, you were able to increase, you right. know. And I'm still restricted right now. Mm-hmm. I'm three weeks out, but I can now have like um, most proteins. I can have chicken. Um, I can have no beef yet. Okay. No beef. No. Is it pork. harder to digest? Yes. Okay. And it's also the the big thing with steak is it's um it's coarser. It's harder to digest, but mm-hmm. it's also can like damage your stomach mm-hmm. when it's still healing because they say it takes eight weeks for it to completely heal mm-hmm. to have all the swelling gone. And my biggest issue that I've had now is you keep seeing me anytime you make me laugh too hard. I I clench you feel like you're in gonna pain. pop a stitch or yes, something. Yes, I have some internal stitches that have caused me some pain, but um, it's been interesting. I mean. It's mind blowing though that it's for somebody that has spent the better part of 30 years of my life mm-hmm. obsessing about every single piece of food that goes into my body, mm-hmm. planning out what my meals were going to be next, um, being hungry. I mean, 23 out of 24 hours of the day. This last three weeks, it's like there's a sense of freedom yeah. that I've never experienced that this has been something that's been a part of my life for so long. Yeah. So, and I've lost 35 pounds. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> and that hurt. <laughs> Don't pop a stitch, girl. But make you laugh. No, it's, I love your vulnerability with this and willingness to talk about it because again, you're far from alone right. with this. Um, right. And I do think it's something that people surely you thought about it over the years, but you probably wanted like the real deal. You wanted well, someone to break it down, you know, right. what's this it's, really it's funny. Like? It's actually, my son and I watched, um, on Netflix this past weekend, mm-hmm. um, a brand new movie on Netflix called tall girl. Okay. And it's actually a really cute movie about a girl that's like six two in high school. <laughs> yeah, She's tall, believe it or not, but she's like six two in high school. Okay. And she talks about in the movie about how, why can't I just be normal? And that's how I've been my whole life. And I've watched all these friends that, you know, have never had to deal with weight issues. And I know that they're in their head about their own weight too. Everyone thinks I have a certain area that I need to, but I mean, to a, to a point where it's like, I, I've seen people look at me at restaurants and like judge what I'm eating. Like it, it's something that I was, I literally moved high schools at one point because I was so horribly bullied by a group of boys that mood at me in the hallways Man, and really? yeah so it's to, that breaks and, my heart yeah but then to have all of that happen and just think why can't I get control of this mm-hmm. why can't I this was the one thing it's almost like an addiction mm-hmm. which you and I have in common as well that addiction well, runs not, in my family yeah our brothers and yes both of our brothers are are addicts and you have unfortunately have lost yours and mm-hmm. my brother and I talk a lot about the fact that 
he thinks I was addicted to food and maybe I was, but this last three weeks as I've like reintroduced food and to eat my little teeny portion. I mean, I would laugh cause I'd be, I'd have my like four tablespoons of cottage cheese and be full. Well, I watched you that first when I went over to your house while you were recovering right. and you had a little, the tiniest little bowl of oatmeal. And I mean, it took you about six hours to eat this little bowl of oatmeal. I mean, well, we were also laugh. talking. No, I know. We don't have time to feed yeah, when, I know, when I we know. are in a room together. But I did wonder, gosh, are you feeling full from that? And right. you said you were. So is that right. how it is? Like you go and have well, a, a chicken very, breast and well, and it's you're very full? odd too. And the other thing I did after after I started to heal, then they were saying, you know, tablespoons. I could go to like refried beans and cottage cheese. They call it the pureed stage. Right. So. But I was starting to eat just the four tablespoons and I freaked out for a while because I was having still hunger after that. Oh, you told me that. And I yes. was like, oh my God, I messed it up. It I've, already, really- I've already stretched it out. It's not worked. They didn't, they didn't take all 85% off. I'm yes. the one they messed up with. I went to the doctor and they said, no, the, the reason we limit you to that amount at this early stage is because you're healing and we don't want you to hurt yourself. Sure. But if your body's saying, give us more, it's saying you're healing fast yeah, enough that you can. you need a little more. Yes. So I've been able to to add a little more, and now I've I'm I've discovered too where I feel full is completely different. Really, like it's up up almost in my cleavage. Oh my gosh! Like I I feel like my higher fullness, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like in between the boobs. Here yeah. we go. Talk about the boobs hey, again. Listen, we talk about everything over here. But yeah, so I can feel, and it's like I I feel now, like okay, I've but I mean like the most I've gotten in is three ounces of protein. Man, that's crazy. Do you feel like you want things you can't have? I mean- That's um, the other thing. I've only had one where my son was eating Cheez-Its. Mm-hmm. And, and you want- he <laughs> offered me some. And then he went, oh my God, mom, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, 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 it's okay. But I'm sure I'm going to have a lot of times that it's going to happen. But and you could I'm have- still it. early. I mean, but not ha- at this not, point. Not yet, because you're still healing. But let's say right. once you're healed. And then once I do get healed, you can go back to eating anything you want. Yeah. But you're not going to have the success that I want. Right. And I'm not going to be healthy the way I want. But isn't it so, and tell me if I'm wrong, but that, you know, let's say you wanted a hot veg sundae, you could, you know, start eating yeah. it, but you're going to feel full so quickly yes. anyway. Right, that right. It, or if you want, you know, if you want, if you want fries, you can right. do it. But that's the thing that I'm, I'm going to try to really take hold of is that, you know, yeah, I may have a fry here and there. Mm-hmm, right. I might get crazy and have two. But. Live but, your life. <laughs> right, right. But it's so, moderation and your body will force you to have forced, that moderation. It's forced right. moderation, which is, wow. and I'm, I'm interested to see how it all pans out. I mean, I'm already starting to feel really good. My clothes are getting looser. And like I said, I'm still really new. It's only tomorrow will be four weeks since I started the liquid diet. I mean, I know that I'm not the only one that said this, but again, I can see it. I could see it the day I went and came to your house. I know. Um, you were like, oh my God. I'm like, shut up, Jenny. No. Mrs. Positive. I always have to be nice. It's true though. No, I could I could see it. And I think it's because we look at ourselves in the mirror and we just, what we see right. is something completely different. Right. But I am, as your friend, super proud of you because n- not you. only for just, you know, I know you want to look a certain way and whatever, right. but you're, you did this for your health, for your son. I mean, the right. bigger picture is just awesome and it's brave. Right. Well, and I, that's, I'm really proud of myself. You should be. Because I mean, six months ago I was, I was heading towards probably the grade before yeah. 60, you know? So, no, no, I mean, no. I'm not saying that I'm not going to, you know, get hit by a bus tomorrow, but well, I feel like I hope I'm not, <laughs> I know we're in Westport, so <laughs> I hope not. No, I think you're going to do great with it. Um, I can't wait to watch your journey and I really appreciate And can, can, People message. I'm going to have them. They can no, send a message to me. I'll pass it right. on to you. And I don't. I don't. And, and I'm more than happy to share who my surgeon was sure. and who my 
facility was and all that. I just, I, I mean, yeah, this isn't an ad at all. This exactly. is strictly and I don't want your you to experience. feel like I don't want anyone to feel like it's me pushing anything. So no. anyone who wants to message me and and I've, I've I've there's a great support group that I'm on through my surgeon on online that I could suggest to them. You don't I love have online to be a, support groups. Oh my god, it's great. They're I lifesavers. Mean, that's what I mean. It was even you know we celebrate you know yeah I pooped you know oh, after surgery. Listen, you know that is saying? a big deal. You even you, text me. I think you were the first person I text. So like I just want to let you know I've had my first bowel that's movement. The kind of friend I am, people. If you poop and you want to tell somebody, I'm your gal. You can message me at jennymatthewsonair.com. There's a contact page there, and I'll pass anything along to Natalie. And I see her every day. So. So um, thank you for me. sharing your, your story and I adore you. Oh, it's not totally boring. <laughs> no, I think, like I said, I think people ha- are curious about this and have questions. And um, and now you have a, you have even more people rooting, cheering you Yay. on and, and rooting for you. Thank so. you. Okay, love you, I girl. love you, Jenny. Hey. You're listening to Real Life with Jenny Matthews. Check out Jenny's blog and more at JennyMatthewsOnAir.com.